The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about how we built our email list to make our first $100,000 plus in 12 months using a free Facebook group. What? We have a free Facebook group? Why wouldn't we say so? Uh, you should come and hang out with us in it. It's a really good community full of thousands of other business owners who are all working on their email marketing every single week uh, and, and are dedicated to making email marketing work for them. So if you want to come and chat about how all of this stuff applies to you, just go and search for the Email Marketing Show community. It's totally free. It's right over there on Facebook. Just search for those words, the Email Marketing Show community. Request to join. We'll get you added and you'll be part of this amazing, amazing community. He recently humiliated himself in front of a flight attendant. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he prefers an Airbnb over a hotel. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. Yes. So you prefer an Airbnb. I remember when Airbnbs used to be like a cheap alternative to a hotel, but now they're more expensive and people still kind of prefer them. I know, I know. I think it's just because of like 18 or 19, maybe 20 years at this point, to be on the road at conferences where you're always in a hotel. I'm like, ah, oh, here we go again. Just boring, boring, boring. Airbnb, you sound like, I feel like you're staying in someone else's house. You sound like an old country music magician. Uh, musician, sorry. Magician. Country <laughs> music country magician. Music magician. Country that. musician. Rocking in your rocking chair all these days on the road. <laughs> um, so I know where this happened. We were on a flight to Vegas and... <laughs> I remember you relating the story about you humiliating yourself. So share it with everybody. Share with the group, please, Rob. It was actually on the flight back, and we decided we were just yeah, going to sleep the whole flight because it was like 10 hours back to London. And so what happened was <laughs> um, I just sort of fell asleep. I didn't – actually, I, I fell asleep before the plane took off, and then I woke up as it was taking off, and then oh, I fell I back asleep. Oh, I thought that was the engine roaring. It was just your snoring, was it? It was, yeah. And then I fell back asleep again, and I forgot to do what I was going to do, which is to grab the flight attendant and let her know I'm, I'm not bothered about the dinner don't wake me up there were two meals dinner and breakfast don't wake me up just let me sleep through uh, i forgot to tell her this anyway as the flight went on uh, she came round and woke me up and sometimes if you wake me up i just talk absolute gibberish because i'm not quite awake uh, and uh, i just waffled on i don't know what i said all i know is that she laughed at me <laughs> just put the mangoes in the toaster <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny so there you go uh, and then I was very apologetic the next day I did wake up in time for breakfast um, although I didn't have any so there you go you're like I'm awake but I don't want any of your sodding breakfast thank you give it to yourself Exactly. Hello. Uh, hello, we are a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything you need to use psychology-driven email marketing to be the email marketing hero of your business. That means you make more sales more predictably in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. <sighs> Now, as you're listening to this episode, go ahead and take a quick screenshot or a selfie, post it on social media, and tag us at Rob and Kennedy. We'd love to know which episodes are getting your attention, which episodes are you pulling you back to the show time after time. Time after time. 
for copyright reasons, that was not a Cindy Lauper song time after time. Uh, also, uh, if you haven't already, we would love to read your reviews of the show. So if you go to Apple Podcasts or uh, wherever the heck you happen to listen to this and leave us a review, we'll read it out on the show. And if you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast player. And that means you will not miss next week's episode. We do this for free every single week, every email marketing Wednesday. So let's start off with a confession about these Facebook group things. We thought this was a cracking idea. Let's get a Facebook group. Let's have one. The reason a Facebook group is a great idea that we thought at the time, and we still believe this to be the same at the the moment, is we really want to leverage Facebook's monster, massive behemoth of an audience. There are billions of people on the platform, and we want to have some of those people take a look at our stuff. And I think no matter what you do, the individuals who will buy from you are on that platform. Some of the individuals, a good chunk of them, are on that platform. We want to tap into that, but we want to tap into it without paying for ads. Because at the time, we just could not afford it. Our business was in a in a sicky situation. You might have heard the, the, the uh, us talk about what happened with the business. But basically, we had a problem back then where we couldn't afford ads, we couldn't afford much of anything, really. And we had to build our email list in order to do uh, what we do. Because email's the answer to it all, right? So we started a Facebook group, and, and we bought a bunch of courses uh, with our own money, not the business's money. We, we went and um, bought a bunch of courses and tried to follow all of the conventional wisdom, all of the stuff that these people were teaching. And we set, we had a team member um, who actually was was put in charge of doing this. You know, we had a little, little team of four people in our physical office when we used to have an office. Uh, do you remember those days? <laughs> Coming in every day, nine o'clock. Morning, morning. What? Oh, who's at the who's at the candy? Oh, right now. Uh, we used to do all that. And um, and, and, and have Friday fish and chips, Rob. That's Friday the fish and chips every Friday. That was the best bit. That was the best bit. We weren't making any money. I don't know how we paid for them. I've got a chip shop near me, and I don't bother going there for Friday Fish and Chips now, and you have as well, but just don't do it. We should get back into that, really. Yeah, we should just get in a virtual meeting with the team. Everybody goes get their fish and chips and then gathers around the computers. So uh, we we started this thing. We had uh, our team member, Grace, uh, start running the Facebook group, and it failed. It was miserable. It was tumbleweed. It was just a total ghost town. People weren't joining it. The people who did, they weren't posting anything. There was no engagement. And it wasn't doing anything. What we want to bear in mind here is we don't want to have a Facebook group for the sake of having a Facebook group. We want to have a Facebook group to leverage Facebook's natural algorithm, not by tricking the algorithm, by doing genuinely what Facebook wants to do, which is attract people into places which are communities that keep people on the platform, so that we can build our email list. We're not talking about having a Facebook group for the sake of having a Facebook group. We're talking about having a Facebook group so you can get people onto your email list where you can make sales. That was what we wanted to do, and it wasn't working. We couldn't get people to join. We couldn't get people to engage. We couldn't get people to post. We couldn't We couldn't do anything. It sucked. Yeah. And so we uh, we gave up, right? That was it. Thank you for listening. It's been a treat. No. Um... So, I mean, and bear in mind as well, at this point, we basically had no email list, like no, nothing to speak of, definitely. Like it's, it wasn't a good situation. So we let a little bit of time go by and we realized, you know what it is with everything we've pretty much tried with digital marketing over the past 18 or more years, we've never really made most of the things work. The conventional wisdom of here's how you do email marketing. Most of that didn't work for us, didn't turn into sales, just sucked. And we thought, you know, the same thing is happening here 
with Facebook marketing. So we're going to have to figure it out ourselves. We're going to have to figure out our way. So I said, I'm going to do it. I am going to take it by the horns and I'm going to make this damn thing work because we've got to. We've got no choice because we, we all need, as we all know, listen to this show, we all need fresh new people joining our email list all the time. And figuring out this Facebook group thing is the only way that I could think of of doing this that was going to allow us to do it for free and do it at scale or a way that would consistently bring people in. So it's scalable. But we didn't have the luxury of saying to a massive email list, hey, we've got a Facebook group, come and join it. I mean, if you've already got a big Facebook, if you've already got a big email list, that's a great way of kicking off your group. Definitely. We didn't have that luxury. We were already on the back foot. We were already at a disadvantage. So we start, I just said, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out, man. I'm going to, I'm going to just make this my obsession. I basically did nothing else in our business apart from obsess day and night. It was the thing I checked first thing in the morning, all the way through the day. Last thing before I went to bed, I was all about this Facebook group figuring stuff out and literally i'm talking about i was in that group and i made two posts a day two posts every single day to try and figure this out and let's just say there that is continuing to shout into the void right it wasn't because it was a buzzing engaged group where everyone was jumping all over the place this was you literally just ignoring it just blanket going out posting into the group every day and just ignoring the fact you got no responses sometimes ignoring the fact that some of the post bombs and it bombed and ignoring the fact that you were the only person starting the conversations absolutely absolutely in fact until we hit the first 100 members i always remember this 100 members was the point at which people really started to comment and that was painful but then when we got to 300 members other people started posting their own threads in the group and that was a real milestone for us right and here, and one of the ways that we really built this group was everywhere we were, we were talking, because we were like, you know, hey, come and come and speak on your podcast, come and come and do a guest training, you know, all these different places. We started mentioning the Facebook group as basically our lead magnet. We started mentioning it in every conversation. We were in other people's Facebook groups. And what happened because of doing that, and then most importantly, because I was just really prolific with continuing to post regardless of the lack of response even though it's awful it's a bit like going out and doing a stand-up comedy act in front of an empty room where you're getting no laughs back and nothing's happening it's an you know it's horrible echoey room with nothing going on you keep going and what happens is facebook started recommending the group to people it started popping up in hey you should i recommend we recommend that you go and join this group and that's when it really started to capture people's attention. Yeah. And one of the things that we also started to do was to stop doing the stuff that we could see absolutely wasn't working. So again, a lot of the conventional wisdom was giving us these tips and we just sort of found they weren't working for sustained periods of time. So we said, okay, what would we, what would it look like if we didn't do that? What, what's, what's the slight U-turn from that look like? What can we do instead? And so we started testing other stuff and then that started to work. And one of the things we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that we didn't just rely on one method of getting people's email addresses we knew that the facebook group in its own right wasn't going to be our business model we knew obviously that we wanted to get people onto our email list so what we wanted to do is to make sure that it wasn't just a case of 
people give us their email address onto the way into the group and then we take that email address and we put it into our email platform we wanted to make sure there were loads of different ways that we were actually moving people as the group started to grow from the group into our list and so we started to not only have it as an option when people first joined the group but also very specific types of posts that enable people to go and get on our list recommending our lead magnets in the group so that people would come and join our list in a very specific way of course you've got to get the balance right so that you're not constantly just pitching your stuff even if it's free um, over pitching stuff is a real problem so we just had to get that balance that sort of cocktail of posts correct so that we had the right balance of uh, a value of questions of engagement of, of p- pitches for free unpaid stuff all of that stuff had to be balanced and so we just did lots of experimentation over a period of time and again made sure that even if people didn't give us their email address on the way in because it's absolutely not essential if you go and join our facebook group you don't have to give us your email address most people do and we've got a little trick to that as well most people do but you don't have to uh, on the way in, if you don't give us their email address your email address there are going to be other opportunities for you to do it don't you worry about that because we want to get you on our email list right and because that's the destination everything's re- leading to that place because we know that email is the place where we make sales. That's how we grow our business. That's how we run our business, right? But here's a, here's the thing, because one of the big mistakes that I saw in all of these Facebook group trainings that I'd invested in, and I'd invest thousands in these things, was they were very one directional. They were all like, here's how you get people into your group. And I was like, that's great. And some of them mentioned a couple of ways of getting people onto your email list, and that was great. But we really added some Robin Kennedy um, smarts into this, which was about really creating what we call a traffic loop. And if you listen to an episode uh, we did recently, we talk in detail about why traffic loops are critical for every type of traffic that you're running right now. Or to actually get uh, get the maximum return for traffic and make traffic work at all these days just because of the price of traffic. But what we wanted to do is create this traffic loop where people came into the group, they joined our email list, but then remember that Facebook relies on people engaging. What Facebook wants is people engaging in your group. And if people engage and comment and share and stuff, stuff in your group, it's going to show the group and recommend it to more people. So how did we leverage that? Well, what we did is we started emailing our list that we'd grown mostly through this group about, hey, I've just made this post in the group. It's about this. We'd really love your opinion and link to the post in the group. What that meant was that we got a surge of comments and engagement on the posts. And because there was lots of activity on the posts and lots of engagement in that group, we now then get Facebook's attention and they start showing the group to more people. We create this traffic loop. And that's a critical piece of why this works. Moving people between list, email list, and group, and group and email list, not just at the beginning of the relationship, which is what everybody else is talking about in their Facebook groups courses. They're talking about moving people, getting them from your group onto your email list, and then that's, and then you can carry on emailing them and sending, and sending them stuff. That's okay, but it's not amazing. It's not what's going to work this year and going forward. It's not what worked for us. And that is moving people from the email list back to the group and then from the group back to the email list again on this loop. It needs to be a traffic loop in order to have this perpetual um, grow, growth that, that it's, it's going to get. 
Another thing that we did in the early days of getting the group engaged and driving that engagement was to do lives of various diff different descriptions. We would go live. Kennedy went live every day for quite a period of time. I can't remember how long, but a couple of months. I think it was about, I think it was 60 days, yeah. Yeah, a couple of months uh, and was, you know, again, sharing value, uh, d delivering stuff that was actually kind of repurposed from our daily emails, that kind of thing. Sharing the same sort of story lesson offer type frameworks that we teach with daily email marketing, but in daily lives. We did that for a while. We did our 24-hour podcast lunacy twice uh, where literally kennedy and i went live um, and somehow stayed awake just about for 24 hours in one solid go with sort of different guests and interviews and stuff everything we could to drive interest and engagement now i'm not saying you have to go live for 24 hours in fact no. we wouldn't recommend it uh, we're however, not doing that anymore however um, you and, and it didn't make any impact really on the group However, you do want to find different ways to go live, different reasons to go live. You want to show people the person behind the group and going live is a really good way to do that. Now that our group has grown and it's more engaged, we actually don't really need to do that anymore. But in the early days, it was a good way to kickstart things and get them going. It gets people's attention. Like when people hear, oh, they're going to go live for 24 hours. I want to join the group just to see that. Like, what is the thing they're joining the group for? And this comes down to like trying different types of posts. There are like 30 or more types of posts that I use in our Facebook group to drive people to engage, to drive people to take different types of actions, to get people to to uh, to share the group, to get people to invite people to the group, and to get people to buy from the group. So you want to make sure that, that you're doing that. So one of the big things that we did is test a lot of different types of posts. If I was to show up every Monday and do a Monday motivation post, and every Wednesday and do a Wednesday wacky Wednesday post where something crazy happened and a, a Friday. If it was the same every week, initially for the first two weeks, that was getting great engagement. But after that, sucked. It was terrible. We used to do um, um, a thing where it was like for email marketing Wednesday, on a Wednesday, we posted a thing up which was like, guess who? Um, it was, we call it a whodunit, which was like, was it Rob or Kennedy who? And then we put in the fact from that day's um, podcast episode. So in, in this case, it was it would be like, who was the person? Was it Robert Kennedy who humiliated him, humiliated himself in front of a flight attendant? And people would comment, and that worked for the first two or three weeks. And then after that, people stopped caring. So realizing that formulaic stuff like that, and the types of variety you need to create was a huge bit. So trying different types of posts. The other thing I love about having a Facebook group, and the reason I'd recommend you absolutely have one, is because it's a great way of really understanding the people who you are selling to, your ideal customers, the people who are going to give you cash and grow your business, right? Because what they post and what they ask and how they comment in your group gives you ideas for more content, uh, more social media posts, podcast episodes have been derived for us from what people have said in that group, email content, uh, the, and, and here's the big one. How you present your product and your services is completely informed by how people communicate about the problems that they are trying to solve, which means you can present those your products, your services, in a way that you know for a fact will resonate with them and cause people to buy. You're using the words they're using to, 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 to address their problems. And that means you can run research. You can do surveys and, and polls, all that kind of stuff in your Facebook group because you've got a way, another way of, um, of communicating with people that's not just email. You've got another channel to get that information from. 
there's an interesting thing about doing research and collecting information in this way compared to, for example, just coming up with stuff to try and make a customer avatar. We talked about our experience and our opinions on customer avatars on a previous episode. But I think one of the things about seeing what kind of people are naturally drawn in and attracted to your group and then remain members because of the stuff that you do that's engaging and then going and surveying them and asking them questions and watching how they engage is very different and infinitely more powerful than trying to make stuff up and hope for the best that you can attract those people. Uh, I get one of the steps people talk about with customer avatars is making sure that your audience is accessible uh you know how, how accessible is the is the customer avatar well actually these people are very accessible because they're in your group they found you they came into your world somehow so the, the accessibility thing is solved you know that you've got access to them um and so now that means that you're able to uh study those people and go well actually i can find more of these people now yeah. that i know even more about them which is is really cool one yeah. of the things we did was we tested settled you had a point on that no, no, I was going to just say about about this testing thing and how important it is. Cool. It also helped us to test selling directly in the group, find out how, how can we get people to buy from us directly inside of the group to amplify what we're doing by email. So that was things to do with, you know, can, can we get people to raise their hand for something to express interest in it before we bother putting together an offer and making it and finding out if it's going to sell? It's a really great low-pressure way to be able to, in a very non-salesy way, to be able to say, hey, look, we're thinking about doing this thing. You don't even have to say that. Are you interested in this thing? Would you be interested? And if you get, you know, tumbleweed and no response whatsoever once the group is a bit engaged probably means it's not a great idea and people probably aren't all that interested in it whereas if there's a sudden rush a wildfire of people leaping on the post to say they're really interested in it then of course that gives you a much bigger indication that it's something that's worth pursuing yeah it totally is and bear in mind this is exactly how we made um our first six figures in this business like we did more oh it was i think it was a couple of a couple, a couple of hundred grand from this technique and the reason it worked so well is because we were able due to the having this really great facebook reviews and the techniques that we've uh, we're sort of sharing with you here we were able to to have much deeper relationships with every email subscriber we were no longer just a person who landed their email inbox with words on their phones we were also the people who they saw showing up in this facebook group which means the level of trust the level of like and the level of no, so the no like and trust factor was extremely high with our email subscribers, which which is the reason why we're able to make such a high amount of sales from every email subscriber that's on our email list. It's because we used this uh, this traffic looping system. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And all of this, everything that we did led to us building... Uh, a small enough, a smallish list, like a, a smaller list than you might think is what I'm going to call it, and able to make over $100,000 in our first year of this business running this group um, because we ended up with more engaged and higher converting subscribers than honestly we've ever had from any other traffic source. Higher, more engaged and higher converting than Facebook ads and everything else. Uh, so from a, a much smaller list than you would have anticipated, I can't remember the exact number, um, but it wasn't thousands and thousands I can tell you now that the, 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 the actual Facebook group was under 2,000 people yeah. at that point. So you don't need to have a 75,000 or 100,000 person Facebook group. Absolutely not. This was under 2,000 people in the group. And not yeah. all of those people joined the email list. So the email list was smaller than that. Okay, just to give you some points of reference on that. If you're thinking this sounds really good and you want to know 
the types of how to set a Facebook group up that is attractive, gets recommended by Facebook themselves, how to set up your personal profile so that it enhances your group. And you want to know all the different things that I use to grow, engage, re-engage a dead group. Um, I know that a lot of our customers who've worked on on this system have re-engaged already docile groups. If you want this entire thing with all of the types of posts that we use to grow the group, re-engage the group, engage the group, get them to take action and get them to raise their hands and buy. If you want every single thing about starting, growing, re-engaging and monetizing, making significant sales from a Facebook group and grow your list with this, we've got an awesome program where we've gone into complete detail stripped it all back and we hand you everything and it's called group loops right it uses this idea of creating a traffic loop where your email list feeds your your group and your group feeds your email list in this infinite loop if you want to take a look at all of this and all the details of this and get this going for you go check it out over at emailmarketingheroes.com slash loops. Emailmarketingheroes.com slash loops. So take a look at our brand new program called Group Loops. Uh, go check that out. I think it will really help you, especially with the growing cost of traffic, where here you get to really leverage the audience that's already on Facebook by creating your own community where you're seen as the thought leader. That's the thing we didn't even get to talk about today. You create natural thought leadership by being the person who founded this group. So go check out all of the details. We've only touched on some of the bits and pieces on it today. But if you're looking at growing your list and you want to do it without having to pay for Facebook ads, uh, go check out emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash loops to check out all of the details. Rob, let's have this week's Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. This one was uh, the words peekaboo in brackets, I see you, and then an emoji. Uh, and I'm just going to double check what that emoji actually was because I'm not I think it was the sure. little eyes, you know, the little shifty eyes. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Um, basically, what we did with this, oh, it was the little shifty eyes. What we did with this was basically to use a, a classic phrase that people use. Obviously, people know that because the kind of thing that you play with babies and kids, isn't it, where you play mm -hmm. peekaboo. It's a sort of common expression that's being used. There's two ways to use common expressions. One is in subject lines. One is exactly as they are, so peekaboo, I see you um another one would be to flip it on its head and do the sort of opposite so it might be uh peekaboo in brackets or where are you or like you know something totally different so you can either use it exactly as it is or you can use it as a play on words or you can use it as an opposite or something like that and that gets great engagement because it has just a feeling of um familiarity and intrigue it does it has a pattern interrupt if you do the opposite thing it has like peekaboo where are you oh that's interesting peekaboo is the pattern and then i break the pattern very interesting that's this week's Subject line of the week. Subject line of it's the week. It's been really great fun at taking you behind the curtain on how we actually grew our email list from scratch using this group loops technique. Thanks for listening to the whole show. If you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player. And if you want to create that thought leadership by building your own Facebook group, either from scratch or to re-energize your existing one, do go check out emailmarketingheroes.com slash loops. Take a look at the group loops brand new program. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the email marketing show.